welcome to episode 239 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man to my left. I haven't said that in quite some time, as it's Randy Michaelstadt in studio. Yes, sir. That's me. I'm making my, uh, I don't know, what, quarterly quarterly uh, COVID hangout? <laughs> I, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take the quarterly COVID Something hangout. Something like that. The, Q, the QCVH. <laughs> Not behind the boards today, though, which is weird. It is a strange situation we yeah. have here today, where the first time in a year our engineer is in studio, and he's not engineering. Engineering in his stead is Russell John Fisher. Yeah, it's going to sound like shit. I have a feeling it's going to not be good. And I have a feeling that tonight <laughs> is going to be a good Hell night. Hell yeah. Black Eyed Peas, baby. <laughs> Bring in the Fergie bucket. That's a callback for five years ago. <laughs> And Oksana Valeria Venomada Osachi. Hello. Oksana just went through a uh, harrowing 90 minutes where her people were insulted. <laughs> so, Oksana, if you, if you battle through <laughs> all the uh, Russian hate today. I'm used to it. I'll get over it. Well, she opened up and you, you instantly dropped the J word. That's her other people. <laughs> You, you, you don't you remember the J word? <laughs> what? I, I was making. I was trying to um, emphasize how. Uh, oh, on uh, Jew of the Week. Yeah. Well, oh, that was Ron Propeel. And how punchy one of our uh, co-producers gets when you drop the J word. Only around other people, though. I mean. Yeah. Jewish people. That's the word. I, I know. Don't understand. It, me either. And there's a website literally called Jew <laughs> of the Week, <laughs> and they they spotlight Ron Propeel. Ron Papillo. Uh, joining us on this week's episode is the crew you're listening to now. We do a wrap-up of the Unnamed Footage Festival fundraiser for Forgotten Found Footage Films, which happened uh, Friday and yesterday as we were recording here on Sunday. So we wrap up the festival, and then we took our happy selves over to the Tanfran Cinema in San Bruno, California at the Tanfran Mall to go capture the new motion picture by Bob Odenkirk entitled Nobody. I thought you said it was by Bob Odenkirk. Yep. <laughs> Written, directed, edited, it's all shot. Odenkirk, baby. <laughs> he produced it along with Toby Maguire. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think about that? Is it losing know. half a star? Toby Maguire wasn't on Mr. Show. He definitely wasn't. <laughs> Are they still together? They break up? Who? Him. Him what? and Baldy. I can't Bob think of it. David? Yeah, Bob and David. The, I liked I liked with Bob and David. Yeah, did same. they hit a crossroads? They did get an episode that I think they've pulled from there now. Oh, really? why? Who? Oh, the blackface situation. Oh, what? Oh, the blackface thing. With Bob and David was good. I should rewatch that. That was fun. Um, but before we get to all of our fun and merriment, uh, let's talk about the films that are coming out. <laughs> This week, and that is brought to you by Oksana Valerian of Anabutabat Osachi. Great. Um, so I didn't plan this, but I had something in my planner that's coming out um, March 30th, so it'll be out when this is up. Yep. The Widow. Oh my goodness. Vondu. Which uh, sounds like it's um, it felt like Russian Clark urban right legend. Ooh. Oh. How do you say that? Bauba. Like tea? Huh? No. Baoba tea? Baoba. <laughs> Baoba. Or is this like the Boba Duck? Baoba. That's a V. Vdova. 
Oh, oh that's a V? You made it sound way cooler. Uh, that's a goddamn triangle is what that is. That's a D. A D? <laughs> yeah. All right, say it like you're supposed to say it. Vdova. Oh, my dear God. That was cool. All right, we're, uh, Mickey's going to flip out when he hears that in three speed. He's not going to know what's going to happen. <laughs> he said he had to go back. He, I think he's back to like 1.5 or 2. Oh, or two, he's two losing it. He's becoming human. Mickey, we love you. <laughs> he listens to so many dense podcasts. And I don't I don't know how he retains it. We talked about that in the after party yesterday. Also, welcome to all the new people who uh, found out about this podcast at the Film Fest. And I apologize now. <laughs> You probably haven't made it this far, hey, but guess what? If you're new, <laughs> strap on. You'll figure it out. I'm not gonna spoon feed you, you bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So the widow comes out March 30th in. Uh... Wait. Wait. Oh, at the, the widow. I thought it was Vadova. That's yeah. the Russian. Oh, that's dumb. They should have just kept it Vadova. Vadova. I wonder if they have it. Well, so it's about. Um... In a densely forested area north of St. Petersburg, people have been going missing for three decades. A few corpses ever found were naked. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to throw in your ID IMDb synopsis. Um, and then some volunteers. I don't want to read too much of it because I don't I don't want to spoil it for myself. Cool. Um, I don't know that much. I just know that and the this awful website um, makes me think it's... It's a an urban legend that I really like, but oh, and it also might be found footage. Wow! How hell genre yeah. found hmm. footage? Survival. Absolutely. Wait, go back down. Go go down again. We're on YouTube. We're way behind on putting up our YouTube stuff, but look under subgenre. Oh, it says dangerous exploration, folk horror, tourists. Sounds found footage. Well, my favorite under genre is twisted mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just got even more excited to watch this. Found footage, survival, thriller, and twisted mystery. Twisted mystery! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so bodies are found are completely naked without any sign of violent death. Okay. So that's going to be out on Tuesday the 30th. Um, they probably just froze. DVD on what? DVD and VOD, so... For rental? VOD and DVD. So I'm probably, I might actually go order this as soon as we finish recording. Okay. Also coming out next week... This week, sorry, on the second, the unholy, which we saw a trailer for before the before oh, nobody. Yeah. This looks bananas. Oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I know you. Were I on stopped your watching it because um, I was trading tokens, dude. I, I figured. And the trailer <laughs> showed too much anyway, so I stopped watching it. But I really liked what I saw of it. Oh, Sam Raimi's got his name on this, mm-hmm. so he can you know keep up the mortgage on his Hamptons house. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, because he didn't direct it or anything. Um, He's too busy with Marvel. Hey, uh, Randy, give us a uh, give us a stab on the director's last name. Uh, I, I don't have my glasses on. I can't see it. <laughs> what? Spilatolupus? Sp- no, that's not it. Spilatopoulos. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Spilatopoulos. That, that sounds catchy. Greek. Once you know how to pronounce it, it's pretty catchy. Spilatopoulos. <laughs> Let's book him on the show. Okay. In so theaters. You could do a freestyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in theaters March. I'm oh, sorry, April 2nd. I keep hitting this thing. Um, a hearing impaired girl is visited by the Virgin Mary and can suddenly hear, speak, and heal the sick. As people flock to witness miracles, terrifying uh, events unfold. Are they the signs of the Virgin Mary or something much more sinister? Bro, I don't know. This one could get shut down, dude. P. 
people are very protective of their Mother Mary. Of their virgins? <laughs> <laughs> times of darkness, Mother Mary came to me, singing words of wisdom. Let it be. That's a horror movie. Let it be. Oksana, what else we got? <laughs> That's it. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those at podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not only my business, what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on YouTube as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram. I'm going back to Facebook. Okay. <laughs> the Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. And The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Randy. Uh, that was pretty impressive seeing it again in person. I don't know how you talk that fast and also enunciate all your words. Well, I messed up. <laughs> I mean, it's still good, though. I'm a slow talker. YouTube is the overlook theater. Is it? <laughs> well, it shouldn't be. I don't think anybody retains any of that anyway. So It's more of a dog and pony show, yeah. baby. And speaking of dogs and ponies, Randy, take her home. I thought we just did that. <laughs> you're editing it, bro. Have a good uh, rest of your day. If you're like working or something while listening to this podcast, then uh, yeah, have, have have a good day working. That's or sucked. if you're driving, you know. <laughs> I liked it. Cut that. Hope there's not too much traffic if you're driving. Well, wishes. I like it. big scary spider there was also a big scary skeleton yeah the thunder was low is that it what do you mean that was a big scary spider that was also (laughs) a big scary skeleton dude brunch fry took the time to write eight of those i felt like we were just building i think that's that is the punchline (laughs) yeah it's you know well, that's it's like a waste of taxpayers' dollars. You just build and build and build, and then we don't have anything to deliver. What is he doing? Political humor now? Know. What's going on? <laughs> He's taking after you. Yes, taking after <laughs> me. Classic political. I'm, I'm sorry. Commentator. Are, are we still chasing verisimilitude? Should I have said uh, Vernon? Jesus Christ. We have got to turn this into some sort of game, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? We are like peaking on this recording. I apologize for people. Turn the master down. Yeah, I don't know why. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're down. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just here as an observer on a lot of these technical issues. But again, (laughs) for the first time in a year, we have our actual engineer here, and he's not actually engineering. (laughs) So that's just a point I just want to bring up. All right, I think our levels are going to be weird there, but we're good now. You know, what it is, is we keep moving shit. (laughs) Dick, fuck him. Actually, I Irish goodbye last night in that after party. Eventually, I... So did I. I got pulled out of the room. I just... I Irish goodbye out of a conversation. Really? And then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude, it was... Honestly, Randy, you would have been very proud of me. I was having a good conversation, but I just didn't know. I just was like, all right, I think I'm good here. Because someone had mentioned in the chat, they were like, uh, of course, all right, for... Uh, viewers' sake, uh, we're talking about the after party that we held. On, what was the server? What's that thing called? 
I can't remember. Gather. Gather. Oh, gather. There you go. Yeah. So we had our after party, our virtual after party on Gather. Now, Randy, you're you're much more technical. Can you explain what this is? Uh, it's like an eight bit digital space that you can design, and then you invite people to come hang out. You create an avatar. You walk around, and then whenever you get close to somebody, it activates your um, video and audio, and then you can just start having conversations with people. Yes. Now, I had a bad start to this because I was one of the first people in that room, as was, I thought, Randy Michael Stat. Randy Michael was sat down at a table, so I went to go to that table to talk to my friend Randy. Uh-huh. For five minutes, <laughs> I thought you were, you were ghosting me, and yep. you just and then I texted you. I was like, dude, talk to me on this fucking thing. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm out getting chicken. <laughs> I, I had to get dinner. I was in the, uh, I was in the space earlier. Uh, in the day, and then I had just left the stream on, and I left the uh, gather space open, and then I went to go get dinner, and then also, I got a text from my roommate saying that uh, he started hearing voices coming from my room, <laughs> so that was my bad. I thought I muted my computer when I left, too, but apparently, I, I didn't. So it was Clark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in a conversation with some folks, and then someone came in there and said, hey, press Z, and your little avatar can dance. And so I was, I, if the more you tap it, the quicker you dance. And then I thought, well, I'll just press some other keys around here, see what happens. And then I pressed A, and then I was like, oh, you can run in place. So then I just sort of danced out of the conversation. <laughs> I just kept, I kept hitting Z, and then I hit the arrow, and I just walked out as I was dancing. Because we were all, because everyone was kind of like, oh, playing around. I was just, mm, went yeah, right at that, it. I thought you were one-on-one. You're talking no. to somebody and you just leave. No, it was a group. Yeah, gather. Um, I've been in a couple of those, and every now and then, people. It's kind of like a real party where yeah, people are wandering around looking for people, but they pop into your video chat, mm-hmm. so it's really confronting. Like you're like, hey, and then sometimes they'll be like, yo, and then just leave. Yep, it happened a yeah. couple times. <laughs> I didn't expect the video chat to be a component. I had not been oh, a yeah. part of where these were. The video chat was there. I thought it was just audio. No, the video. It's. It's pretty like easy to use and cool. Yeah, no, it's a. Unfortunately, it's so much like a party that it also gives me the exact same kind of like anxiety and. Uh, I don't want to move around here, and I want to gravitate towards a table alone, kind of thing. I was also in there for hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was pretty good for you. Did anybody talk to you about your performance of the night? Well, look, when you're the star. <laughs> People want to gravitate around stars. I may not know how space works, but uh, no, I mean, <laughs> do you? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, so creepy Clark was in it too, or I'm confused. Creepy Clark was in what? In the uh, event. Why he was would he playing be Wade? Well, creepy Clark is in because um, he's been Hollywooding us. And you knew it. You knew he was going to be there. You didn't tell me. As his unofficial agent, <laughs> there are certain things that's some that, bullshit. That, that's I need, what... that I need to keep at bay well, to protect my client. As my lawyer. From the likes of you. Randy's here to represent me <laughs> as we divvy up all the money that we've made on this He's podcast. He's your lawyer? Yeah, I hired Randy. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Is Creepy going to come out here in a little suit? And if he's your lawyer, <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> No, my lawyer, he's accredited. He's got like half a Bitcoin. That means uh, he's got a strong and powerful firm. Randy, where are you? Are you are, how much? How, you, you got a Bitcoin? 
Uh, yeah, like close to, yeah, somewhere between a half and three quarters. He doesn't like it when we talk about his coin on the cast. Are you going to diversify your crypto, dude? I don't know. That's too much of a headache. You know, I'm kind of just like a set it and forget it type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, don't Ron Propeal your crypto, dude. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Ron Propeal did the, uh, he is the CEO and pr- pr- proprietor of Ronco. Um, set it and forget it. Okay. You remember the little infomercial? Oh, wow. No, but apparently I picked up his, his lingo. <laughs> yeah. You said it and forget it. Wait, which? Oh, God. Is that a picture with him and Biden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was trying to click that picture. Jews of the week. <laughs> what the fuck? Jewoftheweek.net. That's weird. Nope. Down. He's got left. a knife in the picture. No, up. There you yeah, go. There you go. Oh, that is beautiful. Jews of the week, Samuel and Ron Propeal. Now, are you going to use um, the soundboard, or should I let Oksana talk and defend her people? Oksana? Did you unplug it? Yep. Okay, hold on. Ooh. Yeah, this is totally This is worse. terrible. It'll go away. <laughs> All right, defend. What? He's, he seems nice. All right, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is that contraption he has in his hand? It's got like a All right, first of all, that is a troubling smile. I mean, <laughs> that is that is a person coming to kill you in your REM cycle sleep. He just looks uncomfortable smiling. Yes. Yeah. As do all serial killers. <laughs> yep, same. That's not true. Randy, you have a nice smile. Give us give us a smile. That's the thing. I can't do it on on cue. It has to be natural. <laughs> if I'm forced to do it, it's terrible. I'm with you. I've gotten better. See, you know what? You know why I got better, Randy? Why? It's because someone told me I had a nice smile. Nice. And so now I'm passing that on to hey, you. You should smile more. I'm paying it forward, Randy. Okay. I'll I'll take that in. <laughs> All right. Sometimes, I mean, you know, you may not win the war, but you may win a battle. That's we're trying to build right here. Yeah. Set it and forget it. Ron Popeil. You don't remember these infomercials? Wow. Russell, you don't? Those are really boring memes. No, I remember them. I I did not know the guy's name. Oh, dude. Me and and Popeil. I mean, I don't forget Jews of the Week. Yeah, that's a good one. What was that for? A magazine or something? Who? Propeil? Yeah. Propeil? No, it was a TV. He was big on uh, TV infomercials. No, no. The uh, Jew of the Week thing. I think it was a magazine. It may have been a magazine, but I know that it was a uh, a website. <laughs> it's like a magazine online. Hey, <laughs> I got an idea. It's like a magazine, but on the internet. All right. Well, now that we space clowned anybody uh, that was interested in this podcast. Well, you were coming in with <laughs> references as jokes, and it's... I know. You, I, I, my energy dipped after the movie. Do you know why your energy dipped after the movie? Because it was really good, and I got pumped, and then my adrenaline left my body. <laughs> Dear listeners, uh, this is a special episode of sorts, as we just wanted to uh, reflect over the recent 24-hour live stream that we completed, and we also saw the new Bob Odenkirk movie, which we referenced last week. Uh, that is why Randy Michael Stan is here today, uh, yes, sir. as he ventured out to... Uh, the 
Peninsula mm-hmm. of the Bay Area to go watch this movie with us. So we thought we'd talk about the movie and talk about the fest a little bit. And uh, for, I wanted to lead off this conversation with saying, Russell John Fisher, 40 hours? Uh, I think it was more. I yeah. think it was 41 it was and a half. 40. Damn. 40, a Dirk Nowitzki in a hook. All right. Is this where I get the, like, trophy or, like, a belt? What do you got, a medal? No, I just... Cash prize. No, I just want the listeners to understand <laughs> the mindset of one Russell John Fisher. What? That when when you fucking lock in... Yeah, it was, I had a goal. <laughs> and then I couldn't get away from it. Yeah. Oh, well, here, let, let's... um. If you want to be, a, if I'm going to be completely transparent, yes, I wasn't planning on staying up for the whole fest. Although, I was kind of hoping we put it out there and then other people would. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I was on in that chat and I was on Twitter. I didn't really mingle much on Instagram because it's not really built for it. Yeah. But on Twitter in the chat, I was back and forth, and I about three a.m. was when I was questioning it. But Kush from uh, Bosnet, what what is the, what is his network of podcasts? We that do he runs? this every. I think it's Bosnet. It's Bosnet. Yeah. it's Bosnet. Okay, and um, he had put out there when we went on his show. He's like, "I'm going to do it. I've been up 36 hours before straight," and I'm like, "Dude, he could do it." And I I had complete faith in him. I'm like, "He's going to do it." So then when he didn't do it, he vanished. I think <laughs> after um, where the what real two. I think after real two, he made it uh, seventeen hours. Did he get into I am Sophie? I think he did. Or did he? Not? I don't know. It's around there, it got kind of weird. Um, we definitely had a change in the guards at Space Clown, which is why I made that joke. Yeah, and um, and we knew that would happen, and we knew that the people that hung out past Space Clown would be down for anything that came. What we didn't know was that people were actually going to tune in from other parts of this globe. No, I, I absolutely thought well, that. Well, I knew a handful of people. Yeah. Like, people that we're in contact with regularly. But, like, what can you do, you know? No, I mean, it's a good problem. Yeah. It's just, I felt bad as somebody who, you know, we've done this for, this is our fourth year now. When I am in direct conversation with a, um, you know, a, a, a patron, and I, I tell them, sorry, we didn't consider you here. I just felt kind of bad, but I also felt like, well, I didn't know you were going to wake up in Italy and the first thing you were going to do was pop into this film fest. Well, I think I think that's a, a presentation uh, issue. It was like, I wouldn't say that we didn't consider I you. know, but I didn't say that either in yeah. the chat, but that's how I felt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, there's no winning there anyway. No, no it's heads and tails, man. Yeah, and, and we I really wanted this to come out as like a narrative. Like, oh, we start really strong. It gets really weird. In the middle mm-hmm. of the night. And then we come out of it kind of like slow and very heady. And then at the end, we get back into horror and we end on like an interesting one. And I think it worked. Yeah. The only thing was I was the only one there for the whole thing. <laughs> and I uh, I never felt so much like a millennial jumping back from my computer to my phone with three windows open. And I had an HDMI running into the projector where I was streaming the whole thing. Randy, it was a straight up war room here for... Uh it looked like it, yeah. Thirty some odd hours. Also, I don't want to take all the credit for being awake the whole time. I think Oksana took a like one hour nap, maybe. She was right if there we're rounding with him. up. She was right there with me. But on top of that, she was editing a video <laughs> for twelve <laughs> hours of that film fest, and I <laughs> diminishing returns. But uh, yeah, after you took that nap, I think you came back and you were good. Yeah, I woke up and made some coffee at three a.m. 
I'd be lying too if I didn't have the schedule open in front of me and I kept looking. I'm like, I could go to sleep there. All I wanted was for that's what I did. One of y'all to like be awake just so you could be in the chat because we didn't know, we didn't know it was going to be populated with a bunch of cool people. No issues that whole time. So again, since you opened up with transparency, yeah. I will also open up with transparency. And then Randy, we are expecting you to do the fucking same. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um. I had no intention of, of watching the festival. I, I had made that my intentions pretty clear to mm-hmm. all of us. Um, he wasn't even going to be home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then, then, th- and also we were, we were not planning on having a, a, a big party of sorts. To, yeah. And then it sort of grew just organically and uh, the house started to fill it with people. And, um, you know, the stream started happening, so you catch a little bit of that excitement in the room, and it was going well. Like, I was already in the room, uh, the stream was fine, We there at the very beginning, there was a l- tiny bit of an issue b- between going from the uh, trailer that, uh, that we made, our buddy Bill made, and you guys edited, and what was that, did it, did it repeat? There was no issue, it repeated, but I think that was just on the editing end. It so the thing is, but uh, it, it was like okay, we had an intro video. Is a the wake up call, and then we got to meet the loading screen, and I think that freaked everybody out because the loading screen just looks like white noise with no audio, and then in little white letters it says uh, "now loading." Yeah, yeah please loading. wait. It seemed yeah. natural. I know we were talking about it in the yeah. room last night, but I thought that was intentional too. It um everybody on our end, which is really it's just the four of us, uh, and Madeline, she. We're just so close to it. Yeah. That one, watching it all play out like that was completely different. Two, the fact that everything was running so well felt like a red flag to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is going to, like, my computer's going to catch on fire when this is over. <laughs> so then that one transition, we're just like, oh, God, is it working? What happened? And also that white noise, mm-hmm. like, because it wasn't something we planned and we went over this thing so much with, like... We threw in a 30-second short that we talked about. We're like, can we put that there? Would it go well here? Is that going to... So yeah. when that loading screen came up and we're just looking at it, because it felt like it could have been anywhere from, what, like a five-second to a minute long every time. Yeah. We're just looking at it. We're like, yeah. oh, God, it's done. We're not but moving then forward. It be- <laughs> then it became part of the festival, and it was fine. And also there would be parts where there would be hard cuts to things you wouldn't... There would be a hard cut to. So I, I don't know. I, I think it sort of just... It was an added element of uh, fun and surprise. Honestly, for a, a dumb loading screen we had no control over. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it worked really well. It, it, was, it looked yeah. good. Um, yeah. So, but again, uh, I had no intention of watching it. And uh, then it just, I started watching it. And uh, what really brought me in was the chat. When I started noticing the chat and just the overwhelm, and I was telling Sam this in the after party last night, so man, the chat hooked me in because it was just the overwhelming support. It was positivity. It was no negativity at all. There was no need to really. I mean, you you were sheriffing the chat, uh, to yeah, speak which of. meant nothing because I didn't do anything. Correct. Yeah, like, and, but in case, yeah. like, we were prepared. We were prepared. We were worried. We well, we were worried because of what was what happened um, earlier in the week regarding a um, a matter of a film that uh, I, I had mentioned that maybe we'd speak on it. I don't really want to speak on it now. It's over. Uh, Internet trolls. Let me speak to you very clearly right now. 
come at me. (laughs) (laughs) And you will go down. I'm two for two right now. Okay. I don't know. Two for two. I don't think you I don't think you understand the way the trolls work. I understand, because I am a troll. How do you kill a troll? Do you understand? I am like I am like what Randy, what's that uh uh Ron Howard movie with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and Tom Hanks? No idea. Where he never got caught he got caught he, the he forwarded checks and he was a doctor and a lawyer. Not ringing a bell. Randy's like the most famous movie of all time. I don't know. You don't know what it is either. What's it called? Oksana? I don't even have an inkling of an idea. Is it The Departed? No. Oh, my <laughs> Christ. We're Dude, gonna, it's The Departed. We're going to get canceled. Catch me if you can. Oh, okay. No, I never heard of it. I am I am like Leonardo DiCaprio in that, okay? <laughs> what's, I, the, what's the movie about? I used to be a troll. He used to be a counterfeiter, and now he works for the FBI Catching counterfeiters. No, that's not so how it I was. used to be a troll, so now I catch trolls, baby. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I do now. It's also a Spielberg film. Also, I've just been told it's a Spielberg, not Ron Howard. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that's. I bad. think. I think if you actually went head to head with a troll, um, you would, uh, you would learn. You can't kill a troll. I killed this one. Nah, killed him. How do you kill him? Kindness. No, fire. They regenerate. <laughs> you have to burn them. There's a lot of passion in my kindness, <laughs> no. brother. <laughs> Fiery passion? Fiery. All right, you got Fiery me. kindness. You know how, no, but for real, I mean, you know, my my uh, hero, King Cobra, he's been, at, he's been fighting the trolls for a long time. He even makes wands uh, specifically to slay them. He's made shirts talking about how he kills them. Now, th- Not th- sure he's ever killed a one. <laughs> Now the chi ball, where does that come into with the trolls? Is he? Oh, I, I think it's just because he vaguely understands uh, the powers of magic, and he just likes to show them off. The chi ball, I don't know where that started. It um, it almost would hint that he's got like a little bit of self awareness. Yeah, but when he when he does a chi ball and he's like, "Did you see it? It was green." Yeah, there's no he, joke there. It's real. I've watched a man make a chi ball for five minutes straight. Oh, I mean, you make it sound like he puts in a lot of effort. He's just laying there, in a lazy there boy. Was, <laughs> there was one stream where he he was into it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I got to share Cobra with the uh, Uff audience briefly. You did, and I I didn't watch it. I refused to watch myself on camera. Terrible. Uh, Randy, did you see Russell's segment? I did. It was oh, good. God, it was fucking. It was awful. very good. Well, I mean, I that's all to you and um knowing how to like make me uncomfortable. <laughs> but the fact that I even got on there, oh man. I've come a long way because I did not want to be on there. I mean, I do know how to push your buttons, and I pushed them all that night, baby. But <laughs> Also, you know, I was just worried. I'm like, I don't want to trample on anything you're trying to do, which ultimately just locked me up. I'm like, As but I, I, you knew it, yeah. No, I, I, knew, I, knew that, um, I knew where we needed to go, and I knew how to get there. Um, now, when you showed up... <laughs> in a insanely tight t-shirt i did get a little worried oh yeah because you showed up in a tight t-shirt and sunglasses yeah i was like oh no i got rid i got rid of the glasses i was like i don't need this russ <laughs> I, don't- <laughs> I don't want this russell i had a hat with a little thing you could spin on it i was ready <laughs> dude it was good he just got out of detention i mean you know i hadn't thought about it in this way until after the fest but are like self-deprecating um but like stressing over the dumb details kind of like production yeah i think it really it's a good way to like present all these movies that we actually care about i think about. it absolutely 
because like how well how else do you put like the final entries the story of Matteo on a like pedestal yeah and it's like well we do dumber shit than that movie and when we talk about that movie we're gonna we really want to know about the time traveling poet with an std who's also a ghost <laughs> yeah like we really like these are things we care about and australian <laughs> and australia <laughs> new zealand i think was it i think they were kiwis i thought yeah. they were aussies new zealand oh they're yeah. kiwis yeah. my apologies to the kiwis <laughs> i know they hate those dirty dirty <laughs> aussies yeah but dude the chat during that was great or like who knew a thing like tofino would translate over an internet audience. Everyone. Yeah. Dude, Tofino, fuck, it, is, it will crush until the sun swallows the sea. Well, I mean, Tofino's available on YouTube, and it's not like there's a weird group of roaming people yelling it's Tofino just, It's just around. a fun... It is a perfect festival short, man. Yeah. Like, the runtime is right where you need it. It, it, ha- it builds. You think it's one thing, and then it completely flips the script. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just fun. But again, in another film fest, I think you would leave going, "What? What was that?" Like, <laughs> like not even really having a, you know, any kind of like words for that conversation because it's like a, it's a fucking parody of the Blair Witch wrapped up in a um, like social comment about social media that ends on a goof. Yeah, it's it, star- like, it starts fuck? out as an entourage episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it turns into Grave Encounters. Yeah, and what... It's a hell of an earworm they picked for that song. That thing is so catchy. Paradise in You. Did that play the year that I didn't go? I do. I think we played it at two. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't there. Okay. So you didn't see it at all? No. You've I'd never of, seen Tofino? I'd heard of Tofino, but I hadn't seen it until this weekend. Yeah, we actually ended up playing it two times that year because it was hell yeah. a lot of fun. And we, Michael, your thoughts of Tofino? It's great. It was a lot of fun. Now, when we watched it at, in a basement, projected on a on a sheet, I think at the time, we were like, "What the fuck? Like, what do we? Do? Yeah, like we all loved it, but then we get in that conversation of like, is anybody else even gonna like get it? Oh, and I didn't. Dude, ha- I, you had those thoughts? Yeah, when I first watched, I it, didn't for sure. I didn't. I knew it would work. I mean, well, now that's a yeah. No, at the time, it's like I don't know, like you, you a got, general audience. You got two good-looking kids. <laughs> There's jokes, there's rocks. What else do you need? It's also very long. <laughs> it's not long. It's a long short. It's almost. It's almost like eight minutes. It's like seven minutes long. Yeah, that's long for like a punchy yeah, thing. Fourteen. Fourteen's yeah. long. And I'll tell you this. Now to go back to the festival. Yeah. Possessions two is long. Yep. But is I wouldn't cut a moment out of that. Fantastic. Is that available online? I don't think it is. We um. Did you get to see that one, Randy? No. Oh, you would like it. Can we show? I, I, we can show. Sure I'm talking about it. Don't look it up. Randy hasn't seen. Oh, I guess we haven't had Randy in the room with the monitor. We can show it, right? Don't we still have it? What do you mean we could show it? We can show. Oh, we can show Randy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, and I'd like to talk to the director too, because that's a fucking Zeke. Yeah, that's an interesting fucking short. Yeah, and I think um, it was uh, one of the uh, most talked about shorts. That uh, came out of this year's canon. Again, that's one that um, one of, uh, you know, our team had already seen it before at another film fest. And I feel like if we were doing, like, if we were working at, like, another hole in the head or something, like a, a traditional film fest, that's kind of a problem. Where you're like, oh, people have already seen it. Like, yeah, we're not going to do that. But with ours, it's like we're in such a different kind of, like, 
we're doing such a different thing where the whole fest is about the format that I think you could actually take something like that that played it like South by. Well, yeah, because it's it's finite. You yeah, know? yeah, but we also it's just a different context too. Like maybe you saw that movie and it didn't make an impression, but you come over here and you're like, oh, yeah, it is a found footage movie. Yeah. Like hopefully people start thinking about why, like in those terms. Um, Randy, how- do you think about the why? I'm always thinking about the why, baby. MCA. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> now, how much do you want to talk about the film fest? I don't know. It's fun to have Randy back in the room. Can we just admit that? It's been too I long. I don't want to because I know he doesn't want to come back. It's been a year, dude. I'd rather be on the other end of that argument. I'd rather... I'd ra- I, I don't know. The, the new setup is throwing me off with Randy in the room. It's weird. You guys got too much going on now, so I didn't want to like have to re-engineer no. your thing for like one episode and then have you guys go back. That's, that's so. I appreciate that. No, it, it makes that. Totally, total sense for sure. I just wanted to bring it to the It table. is weird, though. It's like I got no screen to look at besides that screen, but I don't yeah. have to... I got no levels to monitor, you know? Yeah. And uh, Clark has half a table for his food items. <laughs> what food do I have today? Well, you earlier or now? I know. You cleaned up because Randy was here. I clean up when we do the thing. I don't. I get plates out of here. <laughs> when I ate all my Skittles. Okay. <laughs> what about the cookies? Normally, the cookies what live in cookies? The, you had a thing of Oreos up here. I had a sleeve of empty, <laughs> an empty sleeve of Oreos is what I had. I know, but it, it, it's been a permanent Let me room. tell you something. You get those birthday cake Oreos, and they ain't going to stay along. They ain't going to stay around for long. So <laughs> they going down. How, um, as a former smash hit of a stand-up comedian, how did it feel watching your art like recorded? It's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry. Spoiler to anybody who couldn't catch that that uh, wasn't necessarily live. Yeah. Even, uh, it, I mean, it kind of was, but yeah. Well, just in terms of, you know, uh, with stand-up, you get used to a rhythm uh, in the room mm-hmm. and uh, immediate gratification. Yeah. So, and I think that podcasting is, you know, there is an immediate gratification with everyone in the room. So you get a little bit of that. With filming, you don't so much get that because the immediate gratification could cause problems in the production of what you're filming. Um, however, after everything that we shot, um, I always wanted to check the temperature of the room to make sure that we were all on the same page creatively and we would move on to the next shot. And I think that paid off. We were happy with what we had, um, going into editing. And then when it was ready to roll, um, I immediately started to doubt myself and my (laughs) motives and, uh, my choices, um, However, I decided that uh, since we agreed, it's just me learning to be more of, I mean, I do think I'm a team player. I'm not saying that I don't think I'm not a team player. It's just in terms of creatively, it's always been me. And so yeah, me yeah. having to share that responsibility for the betterment of the product is a new muscle that I had to work on. Well, also, you know, trying to mimic a uh, live stream, like shooting it all in a way that, you know, would read true and like not having a script. What, what if somebody else had written you a script? Do you think you would have been like second guessing everything after? I don't, I don't know. Um, I do think that it, it would have been completely different. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, if it was a fully fleshed out script and something that I could, 
lose myself into because let's be very clear vernon herman salinger is clark little Mm -hmm. and i knew that because that's that's what i can do if i'm going to write something i'm going to write to my strengths and when i write to my strengths i write to me so because i know me and that took a long time to get there so um you know vernon vernon is clark pretty much with a, a few alterations so um if it's it's a completely different conversation with with a script, but I mean that's something I would absolutely explore for sure. Yeah, I just I wonder if you would like be in your head about it after. I, I don't think you would. No matter what it is, yeah. I'm going to be in my head. But yeah. it did help with um, the room was laughing, everything was working, and so that helped me because the big thing was I. When we made it, I knew it was going to be spread out over over 24 hours. We had eight spots, eight or nine segments that we made spread over this amount of time. That's a lot of time, and and that's a lot to ask of your audience. And I would say outside of every single person that watched the festival outside of Russell Fisher didn't see every one of those segments. So I didn't either. But yet we (laughs) there you go. But yet we were meticulous about everything matching up so we cared about the small stuff and i think that that showed uh, because i just wanted there to to be a build and and madeline just crushed it with the edit everything worked Mm -hmm. and uh, sam was certainly there to to sort of you know make sure that everything made sense and uh made it look pretty and uh did you see his godfather bit randy no oh you missed it it. though all right. That that one made me laugh, even though when I heard that it had happened, it made me cringe. I know. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? And when they when it when it came up originally, I guess you're like, oh, I could do the Godfather thing with the orange peel. And everyone went, cool, do it. And you're no like, no one knew. And yeah. And you're like, well, yo, you know what it is, right? And everybody's like, no, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, I did tell you I was talking to Bill, who did our countdown video where, um, uh, a poor woman gave birth to a VHS tape <laughs> yeah. via box cutter in a bathtub, yeah. and um, it's, it's it's fine. I think she was immediately okay <laughs> after it came out. <laughs> but when I was talking to him about it, he, he also gave birth to Wade too. He did, Bill, and um, I was like, dude, he did this thing with the fucking Godfather and the orange peel. He went, oh shit, Jim Belushi did a great sk-. and like, yeah. He went into a full thing talking about his favorite people who have ever parodied it. He's the only one I've ever known that knew what that was. Bill knows. But why? Okay. Is he a boring old man or Here's something? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I think that's why this podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> because we all come from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. I, myself, am a classically trained Hack. investigative journalist. <laughs> that was my next guess. Who appreciates... Uh, the finer uh, things in art and culture. That includes Francis Ford Coppola's <laughs> The Godfather. Hell Randy yeah. is aligned mm-hmm. in this vision. You, on the other hand... I'm a Nick Cage fan, so I like the family. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like his renegade nephew. Hey, I was there when he showed up at another hole in the head. Same. Didn't see him. He though. walked right behind me. Yeah. Yeah. He walked right in, smiling, walked by everybody, walked right out. There's one dude that always shows up to every Hole in the Head event. Yes. Uh, I don't think he pays. They just like him. He's a little weird. Walked right the fuck up to him and said, hey, Nick, we're getting a picture. And he turned, 
took a picture with him. Dave Hell O'Shea yeah. snapped that picture and said, I couldn't have been more terrified. <laughs> He's like, that motherfucker didn't care at all. And then Nick was just like, okay. Yeah. And then he left. He's tall. He's, yeah. He's like 6'4". It's also weird. He like catching a unicorn in the wild kind of thing. <laughs> Francis is not that tall. How, how tall is Francis? You ever seen Francis? Have you ever been to his restaurant? No, I've been thinking about going recently, though. Grossly overpriced. Um, yeah. However, looks cool. And uh, yeah. if you all are big Coppola fans, you should go to another hole in the head more. Those dudes turn up there like fairly often. Really? Yeah, I think they program a lot of the weird, like, I'm a brother, you don't know my name. Yeah, well, I was films. the only one that stuck around for the one Coppola sibling film yeah, that he one stayed. Year. Wait, so you were there. That's when Nick yeah, Cage yeah. went. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, we all went to Dimples and Randy stayed. Yeah, I remember he walked by. I had to by. Pay, my re- pay my respects, dude. <laughs> I had to watch a couple of film. Did you take the pew seat so you could be on your knees watching it? <laughs> no, I think I did kind of fall asleep, though. It was getting <laughs> late. <laughs> well, I heard the films are not great, which is, I don't know, a hole in the head. They're doing God's work. What were we talking about? Uh, Good question. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Godfather bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. We don't have to go back to that. We could. No, I mean, honestly, I was very surprised that. You know, three people who I have spent countless hours talking film with uh-huh. had the th- the combination of those three people that didn't know that didn't know well it's the just, most famous movie of all time. Yeah, well, that's the problem. You're dealing with people who are working on an unnamed. Or an unnamed I did the reverse of what everybody. Does, I understand on a found that, footage but fest. like, I but I think that the, uh, when you build a house. Is a foundation. The Godfather is a foundation of my house. So in high school, when all I used to do was play sports, like all day, like all I would do, I was over a friend's house, and they're like, you know, maybe we should like watch movies every now and then. And I'm like, oh, like this, like really, that's a conversation we had. And they're like, yeah, I guess we could. I guess we should like, you know, like watch The Godfather. Like that's where it's like sure. But I mean, even then, I'm kind of articulating. It's like a hack, like. I know. Yeah. That is your MO. I no, it For makes sure. that yeah. makes it makes sense with you. But like and even with Sam, but like <laughs> I was like, just side it, come on. Yeah. Well it's also like the staple of a genre. And it, I don't know. It's three hours long. <laughs> You've seen it before, right? Mm-mm. Okay. okay. She's well, never watched congratulations. it. Congratulations. We're watching it today. No, I think my my dad might have rented it like years ago, and he's like, "That's oh, boring. I returned it already." Really? Yeah. Flawless. <laughs> it's a flawless <laughs> film. He's not a fan of it. Wow. It's a wonderful, wonderful picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, probably my favorite. Oh, I don't know if I want to commit to that. It's just the way that you interacted with uh with creepy the traitor Clark. And uh, you had, like coddled him like a baby. There's something about your physical acting, even with the promo when you drop the cigar. Yeah, like all that's all my favorite. There's a cigarillo. Yeah, whatever. That thing looked cheap and the, like gross. Oh, uh, yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed on both accounts. Foul. If someone wants three awful cigarillos, <laughs> come to this address and I'll be more than happy to socially distance toss them at you. Yeah. And you can do with them what you like. Are they yeah. flavored? They're not flavored. No? They're just... I would take any sort of flavor to help them out. <laughs> Penicillin. Bring it. Something. It, they're nugget. Can't you just cut them open and then wrap your weed with it? Yes. That is probably oh where God. we're headed. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to roll it. I know how this works. I've never done it, but I've seen it plenty of times. 
what are you watching? People in real life. Oh, oh my God. Randy. Randy's roaming those streets in Oakland, yeah. man. <laughs> Broke edge. Stole a car. Yep. <laughs> Goes from alcohol to mushrooms. Skips weed. I know. We were talking we were talking about that. Were we talking about this yesterday? Yeah. Of like the the um the growth or uh, you know, <laughs> The the path of one Randy Michael Stad on the Overlook Hour. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta make up for lost time. You know, twenty nine years. Well, yeah. When you started on this very show, you were straight edge, and now you're you're taking <laughs> shrooms. You it's go, been a minute, but yeah, you're taking shrooms. You're drinking every day. Now you're you don't know how to smoke a vape. Apparently, I, it doesn't work, dude. Yeah, but yeah, you get you you can't get those one go vapes. They're no good. You gotta inhale. I I thought I was tr- doing that, but I don't swallow. Know. <laughs> Swallow. I've tried like a dozen times so far, and I oh, feel like weird. it maybe only kind of worked like two of those times. Does any does anything come out when you exhale? Yeah. Well, then okay, <laughs> you're not you're not breathing it incorrectly. I guess yeah. We I can work. We can got, work. I on got that bad lungs. I got a. Oh. I got asthma. All right, let's film it. We can. Yes, please. <laughs> also, I mean to close the book on that. Good job. You did great. Yeah. Um, I think you also opened the door to doing video more. Hell yeah. So I'd like to do more content. I know we talked about that. And, you know, I know so many people that fucking listen to the show get mad at me every time I call shit content. It's It will be art, I promise you. <laughs> oh. We'll have love in there. It'll be creative. And fart. And it will be inconsistent as content would imply that it's regular. The Vernon bits is the main reason I tuned in, to be honest. Wow, really? Yeah, I wanted to see more. So you don't like found footage is what you're saying. I do. I watched, uh, <laughs> what did I watch? I watched the last five minutes of uh, I Blame Society again, which is okay. great. Great end to that film. And then I watched uh, Space Clowns. I watched 1974. Fuck, you hung again. out You hung out for Space Clown? I Yeah, I hung out for all of Space Clown. And then uh, <laughs> Real 2 came on and I was like, I can't do this right before bed. <laughs> so I, I pieced out. It is true. We did get a, a few tweets saying like, uh, yeah, give me nightmares. And I I'm like, someone was like, I think they cut out a tongue in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, no, well, it's not the time. If you're not familiar with real one, which I don't <laughs> think anybody there was. Also, how cool that we got like found footage fans, at least people like flirting with the idea who showed up. And like, I don't think anybody had seen shit. Like the only people who were like, oh, we're watching that again is because they're in the Bay Area and they came to the fest prior. We had a couple of uh, Michael Arcos film uh, fans. Oh, for sure. In the audience. But um, again, Valerio's Day Out, it's got reach. It played at the Alamo, and I don't, he's a good networker, too. But yeah, like, that chat was cool. Paul McGee came yeah. back. Oh, man. Webcast. Good like, to hear from Paul. Yeah, Travis Z was hanging out in there the whole time. Oh, Travis. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people were kind of shocked at Did our- Did Daryl drop in there? I think I missed Daryl. He was watching it. I don't think he jumped in the chat. Hmm. There, were, there were a bunch of people who I- uh, Still haven't replied to, but I see on my phone, like, Crystal uh, Crystal Carter, Zach's wife. Yeah. She was like, oh, it was fun. But, like, you know, she didn't pop up or say anything the whole time. So, yeah, there are a lot of people. A lot of industry people, too. And I think we kind of shocked them because I don't think people are used to um, programmers being, like, in the chat directly talking to people about, like, why. Like, we don't show anything that um, we don't believe in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Poser, but I knew, like... Like, it would be Randy's favorite film, and he'd be in there going, oh, who's this band? Ooh. Right? All good, you motherfuckers. music. <laughs> Randy had zero skateboarding. <laughs> I'm, not a big, I'm not a big skateboarder. No, but no. Supposed to be, they're supposed to be skate punks, dude. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's Ohio. It's cold there, you know? <laughs> I think there was one skateboard in it. Yeah, but nobody was riding it. No one was doing sick ollies, dude. No, but yeah, like, so somebody's always available to tell you why. And believe me, I did not think I'd be spending most of my time talking about Real 2. <laughs> like, I think that was one that people just thought it was mean. And I'm like, well, you're right. It is a really mean narrative, but there's a lot of heart in that movie. Real 2 is very impressive. It's, With, yeah. It's, it's very impressive and horrendously depraved. Yeah. And I love it. It's I mean honestly if if you can watch Real 2 and just not get overwhelmed with, you know, the depravity of everything, how can you not walk away being okay, I well, saw something here. I think he did a really good job of overwhelming people though. Like the movie opens with, you know, what I kept calling a Brian, Brian De Palma style like five screens of all people being murdered and it's all like you know edited from his last film i think he pulled a lot of stuff from youtube but it's all like unearthed level like gore but it's it's got a great song playing in the background and it's very stylish and the production is fantastic it's amazing the editing is is incredible like look I'm tell what I'm telling you is 100% a fact. We don't know slasher victim 666 name. Mm -mm. I'm not uh, we're not we're not bullshitting you here. We do not know his name. We have talked to him many many times and they have always email, phone call, they have always been in character. Yeah. We're not doing a bit with you on this. Like what what you know, we know. And uh man, it's just he, man, he, it's, I mean, what's worse is I ended up on his mailing list before I knew that much about him at all. I think it was after we watched maybe the first reel, or I'm not even 100% sure, but it was so confusing to read. He sends out like an essay to people every every couple weeks. Yeah. But I had no idea about his like backstory. So that was just like a, a weird um, introduction to him. Yeah. Well, what was weird is that we actually had a couple issues with this film on the technical end. So we actually needed like quick and like real communication. No, so pardon the pun. Anyway, we weren't getting that. We would be like, hey, we need another copy. Like we're really close to this film fest. And, and he would be like, oh, sorry, my friend. I was in a bush. Friend, I'm sorry. He's like, I've <laughs> yeah. been in a bush watching people now that they're coming out again. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell assistant Jane to send that yeah. over. Um, assistant it's it's assistant three. Oh uh, yeah, now. Jane is dead. R.I.P. Jane, you know you were my favorite of the the trio. Um, I hated to see you go, but yeah, again, we knew what we were doing. Space clown opened that up. If you couldn't get past that, you had no business watching real two <laughs> long pigs. And then you know after that block, you you had to be the type of person who is into midnight movies, and you're there and you're down and you're cognitive, and if you weren't. I am Sophie was gonna just like you were gonna be lost this out in the a, ocean. This was a punishing schedule. Yeah, by design. And I spent a lot of the time in the chat and in the after party telling people that. I'm like, you never know. I mean, as as far as like a corporation or as like a company, I think um, we try to make real connections with people. Like in the film industry, you get a lot of like fucking Hollywood kind of like, oh hey hello yeah I'll put you on my mailing list and then fuck off and like we never talk again. Yeah. And again, you know, we put the hooks in people, and that's why we get, like, Paul McGee coming back to hang out. But, like, if you were to compare this film festival to, you know, Andy Dufresne breaking out of 
Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he's in the giant shit tunnel and he, he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. We still had descent into darkness before you got there. It's <laughs> true. Like, you know, we've got all this heavy stuff up front and then we put descent at the end. Yeah. Whew. By design, though. No, I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I know. Yeah, I know you're there. But because um, again, we I, we have shown Descent into Darkness many times, and uh, I had not seen it in a while. I did not stay for the theatrical cut when we screened that. Um, I, Randy, you and me went to the bar next door, right? Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That was a couple of years ago now. Jeez, that was it two summers ago. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so I had not seen it in a while. So I sat down and I watched most of it. Man, I forgot yeah, how much I loved it. And uh, and honestly, it's rough. You know, uh-huh. it, it put me in a weird position, though. And this came up after the fest where, like, Murder, Death, Koreatown, that's a movie that's um, pretty turbulent to get through because you're kind of dealing with, like, an unraveling dude. Having the chat there, it's it's... It's kind of like that problem when you have a friend who's not shy about talking in a movie theater, and you sit next to them. And they're like, "What happened? What's going on? Wait, what I miss?" And then like, they don't even give the movie like a breath to like catch up narratively. And you're like, you just point at the screen. It's like, there. Why did you ask me? Like you didn't even give them a chance. And with like Descent into Darkness and Murder Death Koreatown, I found that was an avenue for people where they're kind of like. Hey, I don't get it. What's going on here? Or you could tell people are doing the horror thing where it's like, I need to distance myself. So it'd be like, I don't know, man. I feel like their batteries would run out here. Like they wouldn't be able to film. And I'm like, that's not valuable chat. Yeah. But thankfully, our chat was fucking ugly. It looked like you were getting help service from like some Verizon. Yeah. yeah. Or you're trying to get car insurance and Geico doesn't want you yeah. to leave. So a little chat pops up and like, hey, hey. do you need help selecting your premium plan? God. And then the only options you had were hide the time, hide the date. Yeah. My biggest, <laughs> my biggest beef with the chat was that you could you couldn't go back and because someone would type something, and it would automatically scroll you back to the newest comment. Yeah. Oh, because catching up on the chat was very painful. I didn't even try. Like, as soon as I would switch, would uh, go back to that tab, it would just scroll down really fast. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to read that. Yeah, I got mad. I got mad because most of the time it would just be Randy saying LOL. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, Randy. I'm trying to read. Yeah. I. The thing is, too. Randy, ch- very active in the chat. Yeah. It yeah, was cool. It was fun. Thank you for your service. There were a lot of people, like Jillian popped in there. Like a lot of the filmmakers were there. Oh yeah, Jillian um, hung out in the after party. Yeah, yeah, I, that was rad. Uh, that was really cool. The th- I, I don't know. It was also kind of a cool indicator when people would shut up, and you're like, oh, that's because everybody's watching it. What's our guy in uh, the UK who hung out at five in the morning his time? Oh, Andrew. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure if we. Yeah, Andrew. Um- I forgot his publication's name, but he was awesome. He had his cat with him in the Andrew after party. Well, <laughs> you know, shout out to Zombie King, who was there most of the time, too. Zombie! And uh, he was the first one that tipped us off, like, oh, we went live at midnight his time. Like, that's a complete reversal of the whole script, like, as yeah. far as programming. So by the time he ducked out, God, Zombie King was there for a minute. I think he he came back in a couple times. He did, and I was the only one awake, and like because it was in the chat the whole time, I literally saw the like switching of the guard. 
There was a time right before... Um, it was like a hockey line change. It was... Uh, People weren't shy about tweeting about like, uh, this is on right now, so I'm going to take my like time to sleep because I don't sure. want to see it. Or <laughs> Which, I mean, is always a thing. That is always a film festival thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the added pressure to this is one time and then it's gone For really sure. made people like step up to the plate and watch shit they probably wouldn't have otherwise. So like I there was definitely a change after that's not Austin, which um was the transitional movie. I tweeted this out to the creator. I said, "I hope you realized you were the thing that got everybody out of Charlotte's net." <laughs> and it honestly it worked perfectly though because charlotte's net is supposed to look like it's on tv and it's it's kind of signaling to the internet and how scary that is but there's a lot of that like channel going dead like beep kind of shit and austin opens up like it's a channel just getting back on tv at 5 a.m and the transition was so good that people who were down to watch all the weird and like pretty much vile shit that was buried way late at like the witching hour they were kind of confused by it, only because they're like, oh, this is like all that, except there's no, you know, violence or, like, depravity. What are you getting excited about? That was, uh, what's his face? The face he made in Money Plane was his background on Twitter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's his name? Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs? That's a, that's a you trivia question. We're not going to get that. He's the most famous actor of all time. Oh, Rod Polypaul. What was that guy's name? I already <laughs> forgot his name too. Pokenball. This old this Frazier? Old Kelsey Grammer. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> the Beast. Yeah. You're what? Right. He was he was Beast in the X Men. Oh my God! I forgot. <laughs> Yikes! That was a good cast. That's a good segue to our movie. If you wanted to do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. And is there any like closing? closing yeah, yeah. Closing thoughts. Uh, Randy, uh, tell us uh, your thoughts on the unnamed footage yeah. festival fundraiser. Congratulations. For uh, for your song getting played too, yeah, man. Oh yeah, thanks. Symphony, the new band that Oksana named you. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> you as were a, all uh, over the intro too. <laughs> was I? Yeah. No. Uh, so as a uh, a West Coast uh, liberal, I uh, assumed that the festival started at seven p.m. our time. <laughs> so I went and saw a movie after work because it was going to take me like forever to get home. So I was like, I'll just kill some time. But uh, yeah, I ended up. Um, yeah, like I said, I barely miss anything. Of, yeah. Uh, I blame society, which I'd already seen. But no, uh, I think I texted you guys like a couple hours in saying that it seemed like from a, you know, a end user and it like everything was going super smooth. Uh, didn't realize that, yeah, that loading screen was like not intentional, you know, so it just like, I think for like any other fest, it would have been weird. But for your guys' fest, it like made sense. Yeah. A lot of playing with the format, it felt. Yeah. Appropriate. I think my response to you was knock on wood, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, dude, I I told I was the only one not home. Like I don't work from home. Yeah. Everybody else working on the fest does. And I was at work and our G chat dude, we were going crazy like <laughs> counting down to it. And it was the one time during the whole pre-production of the show where I'm like, "Thank God." Like I'm so glad I'm not in front of a computer right now. <laughs> yeah. Except on the way home, I started getting fucking anxious. Got home two minutes before the stream went live. Once we saw the quality was good, that yeah. was a big relief. Man, it made me feel better. Honestly, most of my relief came in half hour into the vessel. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Me too. And after that like slow decline, gone. Because honestly, after the first... 
it kind of kept that pace throughout the whole thing. To where, yeah. Again, the chat was already going yeah. uh, at the start. The feed was fine. Everything looked nice and crisp. There was yeah. no uh, pixelation issues, all that garbage. Everything was looked beautiful. And, uh, uh, you know, Madeline programmed uh, everything in there smoothly. It was bing, bang, boom. So, Randy, what, what did it feel like... Um, because you weren't like in the like scheduling or anything. Yeah. Just as like, were you paying attention to like films coming up or were you just kind of like, well, I'm here, I'm going to watch whatever. There was a couple of times where I like actually put up the schedule and like saw how long things were. But oh, okay. um, like Friday night, I was kind of just there just to hang out and kind of watch whatever. And it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, like Mickey said yesterday, it's, he kind of treats it as like a social event. Yeah. And like, you know, even though we're all on our computers and just chatting in a chat box, it felt very, it felt like a community and there was like a lot of like socializing going on. And so that was fun. And then, yeah, you know, I just kind of, I would not have ever watched Space Clown (laughs) on my own, you know, but like hanging out and like talking to people about it in the chat. That's a badge of honor. No. Right when it aired or like 10 minutes into the movie. I knew it was a Clark Little movie, and I said that in the chat. I was like, this has to be a Clark pick. Well, I mean, when it opens up with a rap song called Space Clown. <laughs> yeah. People you know, love that song. They're like, is this the like music the, was good. Yeah, they were like, is this the only found footage movie with like a rap as it? Like, as and a, an acoustic opening? jam. But yeah. then people brought out The Visit, because that little kid raps in it. So. Oh. They brought up Space the, Clown over The Visit. No. It's not even close. In Maddie O, there's a rap. And people were going, okay, which is better, Matty O or Space Clown? Space Clown, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no comparison. But if you're into, like, the bizarre, I think the How film's bizarre? Space Clown doesn't even compare. Yeah, that is, I'm with you <laughs> It on doesn't that. even come close. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's, like, well-produced and real. Because Matty O is what? Also, shout out to Graham Skipper. Uh, dude's a trooper. I love, thi- love Graham. I think he was a little conflicted about us digging up his first, like, real film. <laughs> Sequence break sounds amazing too. We'll yeah. have we'll have Graham on here shortly for sure. Did you watch uh the blankets buddy? Yeah, he's good on that. He was funny. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing was good. Um, where do you? I don't know. I'm like the the fest is a black hole. We could sit here and talk about it forever. Yeah. No, I think we did it. Um, yeah. I think we did a good job. Yeah. Uh, congrats. It seemed very uh, successful and smooth. Like I said. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for complaints the whole time. We didn't get any. Also, mm-hmm. I want to mention, I have been in um, FilmFest online that had a live chat function. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I was worried would happen is like the fucking grumpy old men show up. And they, not that they're like talking shit about movies, but they're doing MST3K. And they're not funny. Like, not that that sh- show's ever funny. But I mean, <laughs> like, you know, when you get like people who are not comedians... Yeah, yeah, but more of the jaded side. Yeah, and they're just, but they're like machine gunning jokes. We like, didn't really have that. We had none of it. Yeah, and I, it was cool. People were like the right amount of respectful. Yeah, we had the right, which made me. That was the only to go back on. You know, your question about the the, the original content we made. It was just because everything was drawn out. I was like, look, I don't know who this is for, other than us. Um which I was confident in that, and I was like, you know, I, I think these are short enough, and they carry on to the next thing, and it's fun, so it's it's going to be what it's going to be. But um, yeah, everything worked out. Yeah, so if you watched and you had any questions, go ahead and email us. We'll answer them. 
I mean, literally, me and Madeline got into an argument over showing zeros and ones, <laughs> because even though it is definitely, you know, has the look of a screen life film, it's not. And we, we even talked to Eugene about it. But uh, I don't think Space Clown would have made it by had any of us vetted it prior. You were just so pumped on that film. And we're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, it's a POV horror film. Graham is a cool dude. Everybody says that. Like, let's watch it. When I need to be, I'm an excellent <laughs> salesman. I think you just forgot about the Pink Floyd uh, space scene that breaks format, though. That is also correct. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember this. and I don't like it. Yeah, but also when but, we were screening it for the first time, you said, I hope you all fucking hate it. And then you left the room. <laughs> That's also fair. <laughs> Again, I am a human contradiction. Oh. Let's talk about the film. So, yes, uh, of 24 is wrapped up. Uh, don't ask us about any other film festivals for months. If you do, um, we'll kill you. <laughs> so. <laughs> what are you like? What's up with the Sundance? You're going to pull a knife? What? You? We can't talk to you about no any other film, film festival. Fest? Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> hey, man, what's at Kansas here? <laughs> yeah, God. You're going to go. Bleeding up. on the floor. You're going to pull uh, nobody on him. Bob Odenkirk, we don't love. Who doesn't love Bob Odenkirk? Do you, is there a person on this planet? So you know who I don't I'm care sure. for. Bob Odenkirk. Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's get it's gotten harder and harder. Yeah, Mister Show. I knew a bunch of people who were not into that. I could see that. I yeah. get it. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, but I understand it. Mister Show's great. Honestly, you know, I became an Odenkirk fan. I think on Tim and Eric. I think yeah. that that's where I like really got to know him. Yeah. And then I went backwards. I Larry Sanders maybe for me. Okay, because I love Larry Sanders show. Um, and the agent that he was portraying is in the Larry Sanders. Oh, look at Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, in the Larry Sanders show was the same agent that Jeremy Piven portrayed as his inspiration for Entourage. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's the same guy that they were both modeling. What the hell? Yeah. And Odenkirk's like, I think Piven did a better job than me. He's like, I don't know. Like, did he? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like Jeremy Piven a lot. Yeah. And know. then I don't know. I think after Entourage, he's I was kind of like. He's a dish. I'm like, you should be selling cars, dude. Like, you're not. <laughs> like, really? Like, I could see him on a lot. Yeah. For sure. Well, what is he doing now? He get canceled or something? Where'd he go? Well, I think that I think there was a light canceling oh, just really? because of him him being an asshole. Yeah, I think that was what. Yeah, wasn't that something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, pretty much like that. Something like came out, and people were just like, "Oh yeah, he's just like a dick." And I think everyone was just like, "Oh, I kind of just assumed that from yeah." His, I'm his like, characters. it's kind of his brand. He yeah. he looks like a real life Ed O'Neill. Like you know, Ed O'Neill. Everything sure. everything people say about him is how like sweet and kind and. Yeah. And like he's he's a version of that guy, but he's not that. Yeah. I feel like Piven is that dude. Yeah, with his hand in his for pants, sure. like. yeah, <laughs> driving around in first gear. Yeah, there's a lot of smoke coming out of that tailpipe. But uh, Bob Odenkirk is in the new film Nobody, which we mentioned last week, and we just uh, went to the theater, saw that first time that we have been to the theater since they have reopened. Yep, um, in the past, God, six eight months. How long has it been? Because it was the summer, <laughs> About right? That, yeah, I think. We yeah. saw, um, what was that? Freaky Friday? Freaky. Freaky. Oh, yeah, that was back in November. That was That's the right. last that, one. November. That's right. That's yep. right. Because they lasted for a while. Um, yeah, so it was, it was November. I remember not going to that. I, you know, I did get to see The Empty Man in the theater, and I'm very oh, proud of that one. When that comes out, I'm going to revisit it. I'm going to warn you. You know it's been out for quite some On time. On Blu-ray. 
I oh, wonder if it's no, on Blu-ray? I, yeah, look it up right now. I don't think it has been. I know that it's been out in VOD, but I think like I keep seeing more and more um articles talking about the empty man should have a cult following. Like everybody's like, why nobody's watching it? And I really think it's because of the bye-bye man. The bye-bye man. The, bye-bye the name. Man. You just can't the name's get away good. from him. The name's, yeah, the name's rough. But the name also was, uh, you know, I think the Empty Man was first because of the graphic novel. Hmm. Which I've also, you know, I only own <laughs> issue two and three. Randy, have you seen the Empty Man? I have yet to see the Empty Man, but it's on my list. I All think right. I think this is a three star for Randy. Yeah. Maybe three I and agree. a half. Maybe, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, you know, pop a couple uh, Lagunitas. <laughs> All right, let's see. I don't know. It, three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, Empty Man's fucking cool. But let's talk about nobody, oh, I which is, I mean, you know, you've seen the trailer. Hopefully, I hadn't actually for for nobody. Really? I didn't even know Christopher Lloyd was in it. Oh, really? Well, I didn't see that in the trailer. I, I think he's in the trailer. I don't know. Pretty sure he's I, that's in why the you don't want to watch a fucking trailer because I didn't know yeah. he was in it. I I knew he was in it. I knew RZA was in it. I didn't know that either. I was waiting for RZA. I was excited that he showed up. Um, so essentially, Bob Odenkirk is a man who has a family. Uh, there is a break in into his home, and Bob Odenkirk does not uh, take down the criminals, and they hit his son in the face. He's a wet noodle. His he is a wet noodle. For sure. He is a cuckold in his own home. And then it's, uh, word starts spreading throughout the streets. He didn't protect his family. But yet, he knew something that we all didn't know. And that Bob Odenkirk has a past. And he knows how to kick ass. And they picked on the wrong house. And then off we go to the races with nobody. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is 58 years old. <laughs> He trained for two years uh, to learn uh, what I'm going to assume is various forms of martial arts. I don't know. Russ, what do you think they, they focus mainly on with him? I have no idea. Probably conditioning. Yeah. He looked really good. He looked yeah. very, very good. Yeah, and um, probably a lot of like boxing, too. Because yeah. he was. I think you could really lose an audience if you have like Jim Carrey throwing a punch for the first time on camera. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like, and like... There's there's a uh, there's a moment in the film where he punches somebody in the gut, and it just was like yeah like it I don't know it's a hard thing to sell when you're punching somebody in the stomach and you want an audience to react like it looked yeah it looked painful like, yeah I don't know dude he's got such a great face too and I I don't think I really appreciated that until Better Call Saul yeah where you take him in a dramatic turn and it's kind of like he's almost got like that fifties kind of like classic leading man well look. yeah it's almost because this is this is uh, not dissimilar to death wish yeah in sorts so you know I, the big thing with 70s is that we, you know, we we get these big action stars who don't look like action stars yeah like lee marvin yeah you know white hair and then we also got you know uh, charles groden not yeah. charles groden jesus christ i'm Josh terrible Groban. with names today <laughs> who was in death wish jesus christ don't ask me i how long oh have you known God, me? Oh, my God, dude. I can't pull an actor. I, why am I not remembering names today? Oxana's got you. Don't not, worry. Not, not, not the, the Bruce remake. Willis. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, not Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin's in Beethoven. <laughs> Josh Grobin. <laughs> oh, God. I'm losing my mind, man. Yeah, we, we flipped. Gee whiz. 
I'm, I'm more awake now. You want How some coffee? How can I not remember Charles Bronson? I couldn't remember. I thought Ron Howard directed Catch Me If You Can. I couldn't remember <laughs> Frazier's name, which I can't again. Frazier Park. What's, um, what's Frazier's name? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Beast. I need sleep too. Yeah, dude. I you know it took me a minute to even realize we were doing a period piece here, because I'm like, oh, they're really leaning into that like '70s action, and, I, and I'm it, like, oh, it is the fucking '70s, dude, a hundred percent. I mean, it, even they threw in the Dodge Charger in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, which of course you should know meant nothing to me. It meant everything to me because when I saw that, I was like, they get it. They know what they're doing. This was beautifully crafted. For it for a a big budget action film, this was so much fun. This was smarter than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than it needed to be, and it was so much fun. What'd you think of it, Randy? It's great. Uh, yeah, good jokes. It's like yeah, you know, people uh, say it's kind of like Bob Odenkirk doing a John Wick, but no fuck. No. I don't know. This is this feels a lot better than John Wick. And- it's not even close. Well, John yeah. Wick was kind of like a celebration of Keanu just being a physical actor. Yeah. And they actually moved way away from him talking. Yeah. Where this is kind of like Odenkirk showing he's got even more range than we thought. Sure. Like, this, I I would take this over John Wick. Yeah. And I know, I know a yeah. lot of people are going to be mad about that. Why? They're stupid. I think you mentioned it, the writing... They, who wrote this movie? The Can same you, guy who wrote John Wick. Oh, really? Okay. Really? So I <laughs> didn't expect that coming. Nope. Because right. John Wick is, it feels juvenile compared to the script. And a little too self-serious at times. Yeah. I don't know about that. So one of the big difference between like nobody and John Wick is that um, John Wick's set in the fantasy world. And I feel like that, that as a writer you can do so much there and kind of not have to worry about any of the bullshit of like where are the police why didn't they show up where this movie i think if it were set in like a fantasy world you could suspend disbelief a little bit better than like oh he's a government agent which i felt was kind of like the only thing that i was getting even remotely hung up on yeah but the script felt like such a celebration of action movies and just for sure dude they did the best kind of like, oh man, so John Wick, it's like, oh, they, they fucking killed my dog, right? And it's like, okay, we're doing a revenge movie here. They, they flip the revenge thing, and then they kind of do it anyway. Then it turns into a fucking, um, it's a heist movie. Then it turns into a fucking, um, like a Western. But then it turns into like Defend the Fort. Well, yeah, because they it, hit everything. It turns into like Reservoir Dogs Home Alone towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it turns into a story where it was just uh, unfortunate circumstances to where what caused everything to go into motion probably should not have happened. But the reason why it happened is because the original thing and how they connected those two things I thought was very interesting, if any of that made sense. And I'm trying to not make any spoilers out of everything. (laughs) Because yeah. what happened on the bus yeah. only happened because of the mishap prior to the bus. But then the when the bus happens, let me explain something to so you right now. I haven't had that much fun in a theater in quite I, some time. I think Same. if you're going to, there's no real way to spoil this movie because I don't think it's yeah. shocking anywhere we go here. Yeah. Um, you pretty much see where it's going like the whole time almost, but I still enjoyed the hell 
out of like the whole thing. Well, I mean, we just came out of a, you know, the found footage fest we put on where it's really a celebration of making the movie because the whole craft is a part, it's boiled into the story. And this movie is a celebration of the action genre, like to a T. Which I love. But they don't do it regularly. You never see that shit in action movies. Who's that guy? Who plays the Russian guy? He's great. Also, Some Russian guy. Uh, do you want to <laughs> go ahead and talk about how anti-Slavic this film is, Oksana? <laughs> so I did my senior report because um, the opening to one of those Born Supremacy movies aggravated me so bad huh. that some bit character, they weren't even characters, they were just like these two shitheads in a boat assassinating someone. I was like, Why'd they have to be Russian, though? Like, what? That had nothing to do with the story. And then I did an angry project about how the Cold War still affects America in subliminal That's tight. social it's, media Oh, it's ways. not subliminal. It's, yeah. it's pointed. Uh, the reason they weren't Chinese is because our, you know, our international relationship is still kind of, like, rocky there. And uh, we have a lot of money flowing in and out. Do you mean with nobody or born supremacy? I mean in, in, I mean in Hollywood. The re- you know, like the, the our international relationship with Russia, it's just it, there's not a lot on the line, I don't think, and it doesn't like they can. They're probably always going to be the traditional bad guy. Yeah, even when it. it really, Sorry, Exxon. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It is interesting that like that never really comes up though, but it's like I I was sitting there and I'm like I wonder how that feels like with you know yeah just to so- like. A lot of movies irritate me with that, but I, I'll take it as like, well, I guess that means Russians are scary or threatening or something. <laughs> yeah. so. They're powerful, man. You'll this get one, shit done. It made sense in Nobody because it was more than just like, you know, one character was like, whatever. Um, and then they... Uh, I like I liked how they incorporated it. Plus, I liked some of the music in that club, so I, I have now, a new artist I follow on Spotify. <laughs> now, how, how did you feel about the... Um, so there were different elements in the Russian community there. There was the bad guy who, I'll tell you, if this were a fucking cool guy movie, he would have been a character you would have forgotten in two minutes. But they knew how to make, they knew how to earn it in this film with everybody. And he was scary. Dude, he was great. But it also, so motivation for the evil villain is really important. And I think when uh, you're trafficking as much money as they did with him, and they kind of related it to the stock exchange, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And then they call him out on it after doing a fucking karaoke scene. Dude, so good. Oh, that car- that was very Scorsese, that karaoke scene. Yeah. As we yeah. see him, he comes out of the car. He walks across four oh, yeah, lanes like of traffic. They all, yeah. they, they all stop. He walks straight into his club, walks on in, shaking hands. He gets Coke. He does a bump of Coke as he's yeah. walking up, walks straight onto the stage and does a karaoke number. All in one take. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And it was a little unpredictable, too. Because the way that they pull up, there's a lot of cool, like, car acting in the movie. I don't know if that's what you would call it. But it's just, you know, what's on screen and how does it influence the story or yeah. give us depth to a character. The, the thing I want to ask you about the Russians, though, is there's the... Uh, New investors who um, are worried that our main villain isn't going to be able to defend their money properly after just giving a pop performance on stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, they make reference to his right-hand man being black. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that felt like a new evolution of the kind of like Hollywood where it's like, 
they're not just Russian because you probably don't care, but they're racist too. I, I felt like that was just them being um, old fashioned because there is a ton of like, there aren't many. Like, I don't think I saw a black person until I was, you know, four or five. Like, yeah, there aren't any, at least in Ukraine, where where, where we came from. So I, I'm it's hard to understand exactly because like my family didn't really they don't have they weren't like, you know, racist or whatever. They didn't raise us to be prejudiced against anyone. But I feel like old-fashioned, all old-fashioned countries have some level of, like, racism. Oh, yeah. The same with old-fashioned donuts, believe it or not. They're very racist. (laughs) (laughs) But also, um, I don't think it was... I I felt like it was a generational thing, because the the villain in this felt like maybe he was a lot younger than those guys. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't think it was a a cultural statement. I think it was just, like... uh, I guess generational. Well, it came off kind of like a uh, old, like old-fashioned in the way of like just conservative, where they're like, "Hey, you just did a bump of coke and you jumped on stage and sang yeah. a song, and then you came up here and uh, you look like you know you're um oh I, I want and you're protecting billions of dollars. The fuck is the reverse of like xenophobic? Why can't I think of that? Mm. It's probably because I haven't slept. <laughs> no clue. Kelsey Grammer. Is there a word for it? <laughs> Oh my god. Not worth it. No, it's not, but I'm hung up on it. Constantinople. They say, you know, it's a Here I come, Constantinople. Here I come, Constantinople. Yeah. Xenophilia? No. Okay, get out of there. That's not helping. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was the one time where I'm like, I feel like a little bit of our times bled in, but I don't know, after hearing Oksana, it is, you know. They're like, what the hell is going on here? I think it's just the idea of like you're letting in outside influence, which they, you know, was they compared that to the government thing where it's like, oh, he's a government guy. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I hate that kind of like our government's a super secret entity and we get we can do whatever we want because we have the best people. You just don't know about it. So, you know, we're dirty as shit. Yeah, but that (laughs) didn't come off as dirty. That came out as like together and very like focused which i don't think our government is when we need to be i think that system's like rocky as hell and to produce an odenkirk like that i don't know he crushed it no he was great he crushed it uh five stars yeah i don't know i don't know where i'm at with that yet i if you told me we had to watch that right now i'd do it no questions yeah i had the same pop during the movie. Yeah, oh, I was like, long? I would go see this again in the theater right now. <laughs> what was the runtime? Hour 32. It, it could have been two hours. If you would have told me it was two and a half hours, I would have believed it. it just, Not because it was bad, but because I had no concept of time. Yeah, yeah. nor I didn't it was pay just, attention or look at my phone or anything. No, it just unfolded at a quick pace. Dude, there were a lot of great inner titles in this movie, too. Did you pick up on that at all, Randy? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I love the uh, the way they set up the like his schedule in the beginning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like montage that like goes on like almost too long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the whole movie, it's kind of a um, reversal of um, falling down. Yeah. Where you know, falling down's all about like I'm a regular guy and I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Where this movie, the narrative's kind of like I'm a regular guy, but that's a real job too. And at the end of it, it's kind of like you got to learn to like uh, restrain or like get a balance going. But then we learn that, you know, being a regular, regular guy is uh, just a role he's playing. Yeah. But by the end of it, I think that's I think what the movie really is about is that you can have pride in that. 
like being a good dad or yeah. just like you know like caring about your family and shit like hey that's something you got to work at too also randy you know what else this kind of reminded me of what the great amazon original series patriot yeah i can see that a little bit a little bit of that as well patriot is a fantastic show only lasted two seasons check it out now the best episode is the third episode in the second season <laughs> entitled The Guns of Paris, in which there is a, I'm going to say, nine-minute, one-take scene uh, that is accompanied by an acoustic number that uh, is improvised lyrically, explaining the situation that is happening. Oh, no. And what he <laughs> expects to happen with this job. Russell, I'll show it to you after. No. It's fantastic. Randy? I can't, I don't remember the episode, but the <laughs> show is great. <laughs> Dude, fucking nobody had great music in it, but it yeah. also Christopher Lloyd not knowing he was oh, going to be in it. Man, he was so good. He's so good. And I, I saw his uh, name in the opening credits, and that like got me stoked. And then it kind of seemed like he wasn't going to have a big part, and he doesn't have a big part. But he gets some scenes, and I was like, "Hey, I was cheering like in my seat for sure." He makes his mark. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, so good. He reminded me of the T Rex from Jurassic Park, where it's kind of like they show up, and it's like kind of shocking. But then it's like they're done, and you're like, "Man, that was really cool. I wish they weren't done." And what? then we get more, and it's what was the movie he was in? A horror film about four years ago, where he was in and showed up. It was like the kid serial killer or something. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know if I ever watched it. No, you, we, we did watch it. it. Yeah, we did screen it. Was it I'm Not a Serial Killer or something? I or think that is. Oh, oh, you're right. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. We also share a birthday. Not oh, not the same year, obviously. <laughs> you, and, Randy. you and C. Lloyd did? Yeah. October 22. Hell That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like how Clark mentioned um, from the first time you ever saw him, he was old. And now it's like, how old? He's got like him? eight projects lined up. Hey, he looked good. Yeah. I don't know, and I'll tell you the thing. I the, oh, he's been working like crazy. I know I struggle trying to articulate why I don't like cool guy movies or why I brand them that way. I am not a serial killer. That's it. I will tell you, Chris, yes. Christopher Lloyd is a good example of how you can be creative in a genre that isn't really known for that, like little details. Like, um, I don't, I don't want to talk about him because I don't want to ruin it. I honestly, I think everybody out there should go see this movie. That's for sure. But there are just there are details in storytelling that aren't verbal in this film that you do not get in a fucking action movie otherwise yeah what did you think of the uh like toxic masculinity in quotes like narrative that felt like they were going for no no i think they did it right because again toxic masculinity i think our culture has turned any masculinity into being toxic where this film is kind of about a dude who is acting subdued and he's like no no i'm gonna be placid and then his family starts to turn on him for it. And then the community starts to turn on him for it. And then it gets to work. And he's just like, well, then fuck it. I'm, I'm going to get that unicorn bracelet. I'm done. And he's like, kitty cat, kitty kitty cat bracelet. But it's, it's also not in the right way. Like it comes, that's toxic masculinity. When you're kind of like, hey, fuck off. I'm alone now and I don't care about anything. And dude, the action tells the story in this film. They do a great job of... um. You know, in an action movie, you open up really strong, and it's you go nowhere for the rest of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, every fight in this film was like an evolution. A lot of cool ideas in there too. I could have stayed on that bus, dude. Yeah, it the bus scene felt long, but in like a great way. It just felt like it kept going, but like more and more like crazy stuff kept 
kept happening. Right. And, and it was all directed super well where you can actually, it was all like intelligible to what was happening. A hundred percent. It was the way they photographed matched perfectly with the choreography. Yeah. That is, that is a big problem with so many action films where they just don't know how to get the, the staging right. And everything just looked great. You know now, what that he probably spent a lot of time learning is like, uh, so that they wouldn't have to use a body double for him so much. Oh, like taking throws. Yeah, I don't think they used a, no, a he, double for him at all. No, he confirmed that. Oh, yeah. really? Really? So but, an interview on YouTube where he mentioned I that. I definitely thought, awesome. yeah, I, he's got the perfect, like, I'm just a white guy build that you would think there'd be a hundred stuntmen <laughs> he did, for him. He did all of his stunts. That's, I really didn't think he did it, but that's fucking cool. And I'll tell you right now, you know, you know that I am a Liam Neeson fan. <laughs> Unfortunately. Give me Odenkirk over Neeson. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think Liam Neeson peaked for me as a Jedi. I never came back to him, really. <laughs> You're missing out. I do. When like I, I, I've seen Taken one, two, three in the graveyard okay. on a take, plane. Take, take, <laughs> take, take, take. Now a walk, a walk through the tombstones yeah. is weird, bro. Yeah, I said it. Taken in the graveyard. I actually haven't seen. You that haven't one. seen that one. Now you are wrong about the gray. The gray is awesome. Is that Taken on a plane? No, that's the wolf one. Yeah, he was on a plane that crashes. That is also true. Yeah, Taken on a plane. I watched that one. The Gray Man. Oh, okay. No, the Gray Man. <laughs> Not the Gray Man. The Empty Gray Man who said bye bye. <laughs> that movie's rad. I did not like it. Aren't there CG animals in that movie? A little bit, but you yeah. is forgiving. Also, <laughs> anybody who um, was in my head and thinking uh, we might come off as hypocrites, having seen the uh, film fest we put on last <laughs> night and seen a couple of CG fire moments, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Some it's sometimes it's gotta be there. Randy, will you rate nobody? Uh, probably a four. At a what at the a, fuck? A that, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I enjoyed the whole thing completely, but it's you know, what I feel like I have like? to get a little bit of something I haven't seen before for it to be five. Oh my god! Okay, it's something you haven't seen. I'm trying to pick my. Uh, my like argument the whole here. movie, it doesn't have to be like an experimental fucking feature or something, but just, you know, know. just like, but this I, is like a, uh, there's very much a template and I think they did it better than a lot of other movies and it's a lot funnier and, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, well, it's good. Tonally, comedically, I think they're like, it's, I can't think of other films that, uh, actually, Butt Boy. Butt Boy's a good comparison to, uh, we're doing this here's the tone we're never gonna change and there's still gonna be jokes yeah and it's like how are you gonna do that i mean butt boy has the title like helping it like be kind of like confrontational nobody i imagine there are gonna be people showing up to that movie thinking like born supremacy kind of like michael bay film you think i do I really think people are gonna show up there i don't know i think they're leaning on the the odenkirk aspect of this thing I think maybe some more mainstream people might not know that Odenkirk came from comedy. Yeah. They might just like take him kind of seriously as like Saul Goodman. And that makes me very sad. And why? That movie's going to be a fucking treat for them. Yeah. Like if they're down. No, but they should know. But, but, but you know. Uh, Look at how many. Uh, should know Mr. Show did. Yeah. It's only got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, what else With 158 they reviews. That's pretty good. Oh, man. It's certified. It's over 500 audience ones and it's 95%. I think. Yeah, I mean, that's a win. But the biggest problem is that the climate we're in. Oh, for sure. Health-wise. So I really think people... Are, actually, 
when was this filmed? I don't. I do not know the answer to that. Because in my head, I'm like, thank you for not putting a fucking mask in this movie. Like, I, I feel think it like was definitely filmed before. I think it was probably like almost finished. Like, I don't know. Probably night twenty nine several months or ago, or maybe okay. yeah. The only before. the only sort. Oh, they filmed this in Canada. So I remember people talking about it. Like, it seemed like kind of a long time ago. But well, uh, okay. I don't think it ever got pushed. Like the release date. If it were to film in 2020, do you think this writing staff or creative team would have had people masked up? I feel like they wouldn't. Oh, it's Probably the 70s, not. though. Yeah, I... No, it's a period piece. That's a stupid thing. It's not you, a period piece. How did you piece. know it was in the 70s? Isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's just ambiguous. But they use, like, rotary phones, don't they? Yeah. But Nobody has a cell phone? Definitely. Yes, there are cell phones. This, I don't this remember. is not a period Yeah, piece. how about that... <laughs> No high tech basement they have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I've seen Get Smart. Is not a dude. That didn't read to you as like Get Smart. (laughs) No, they go down the band. It's like the door. Like, oh, I mean, it felt like a lot of things. But yeah, yeah. for sure, dude. Now I just want to watch the intro to Get Smart. I love Get Smart. Yeah, me too. And I, I thought they were kind of. I even thought they were poking fun at kind of the. um, The director also directed Hardcore Henry. Oh, Oh, that's right. That makes sense. Of course. No wonder we're getting like craft. You know, he pays attention to like the genre. Wow. Now I got to watch Hardcore Henry. You have not seen Hardcore Henry? I like Hardcore Henry because Charlotte Copley is a crazy person in that movie. Wow. What the, what a hell of a team up right there. You get a director who made a POV film and you get the dude that wrote John Wick. (laughs) And I feel like they both grew here. Yeah. Because a lot of the tone in this movie is done through the camera. There's a lot of long shots that feel authentically very cool. But then you get a lot of shit like... Oh man, I, I keep thinking of things that I don't want to mention because I don't want to spoil them. But there's a lot of intercards. You know what I mean by that, right, Randy? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like Italian... Um, uh, realism. Where you have a lot of just like... Inter- Actually, that's like a French New Wave thing, huh? Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Dude, there were a lot of them, and they were always funny, or just even like the freezer bit, like when, yeah. like, yeah. It, like prop comedy in this movie, or even um, the way he talks to like his. Um, I, I don't want to ruin this movie. Is that ruining it? A little bit. Talk about the radio thing. Don't talk about the radio. Because that felt like a '50s spy thing. Yeah, that felt like Naked Gun. Again, honestly, they were playing. There was homages. I knew what they were doing. He, I mean, he could have been. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll tell you, I am a huge fan of the 80s action film. I like uh, the the toxic masculine running amok and just mowing people down, whether he be five foot two or six foot two. Five foot two, eyes of blue. As long as they were ripped, I loved it. They had to look like a, uh, you know, a Greek version of what a American would be, a Greek god version. Yeah. And uh, Odenkirk, I think, is the first one where I'm like, that is a perfect adaptation of like the fantasy of like a dad now where you could just be a regular dude. You probably know some MMA. Uh, maybe you have a gun and you, you're really into cleaning it and, you know, being prepared, but like it, I, he didn't feel over the top in any way, which no, yeah. given this movie, that seems very hard to and do. And also given his comedic background. Yeah. He could have played into that. Yeah. But he didn't. I found him just like inherently funny that he was, doing some of the things that he was doing in this movie, but I think that's just because, yeah, knowing where he came from. So well, and it might they, not play for everybody, but... But they knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. for yeah. sure they knew that. Dude, this was a stroke of genius casting him as this. 
Stroke of also, genius. Also, a big shout out to doing real car stunts, too. How good did that feel? Oh, man. Dude, it felt fucking cool. Like, just watching a car <sighs> speed through, like, an urban center. Mm-hmm. And then those goons fall out of it. You oh. were dying laughing. Oh, there, dude, there's a moment where uh, the villain... You know, he he unleashes the hounds and he tells them to go get him. Yeah. And we break into a car chase. And the coolest fucking buildup to a car chase ever, where he walks out in the street. He It's almost like an evolution of the, I'm not going to turn around and look at the explosion. Yeah. He walks out into speeding traffic as all his goons are driving manically down the street. Just walks right out into the chaos and stands there as the car pulls up perfectly and he gets in. Yeah. And it's like, dude. How has nobody else ever done that before? Oh, they do. You just don't watch cool movies. No, I don't think they... <laughs> not like that. It's all in, like, the subtlety. It's got to be nuanced, and you can't, like... You can't do the, oh, uh, I'm a millionaire on the beach with my umbrella guy. Yeah. There's none of that in this movie. Actually, he sticks up for his right-hand man. Oh, yeah. Where the guy's like, oh, what's up with the black dude? And he's like, well, fuck you. My team's good, and that's why I have him. Yeah. And then in the same turn, he beats up a dude on a stretcher for failing. Dude, I... God, when he... That part was hard to watch. Why? I don't know. It looked so good. I, I will tell you, some of the violence in this movie... I mean, we just showed Real 2 and uh, Charlotte's Net <laughs> and uh, and Descent into Darkness. I flinched in this fucking film like three times. Yeah. Yeah, when the arm thing... And On the, the bus? bus yeah. I jumped. <laughs> I was just like, no, don't... I, Dude, so good. Nobody. Check it out. Guys, gals, I understand that uh, COVID still thing, but theaters are open. You got to go outside. You can go to the theater. And Mask if you're up. lucky, you might end up in a theater entirely to yourself like I did on Friday. So also, what, what's safer than that? It's true. I mean, we got to go out there. We got to make our lives uh, normal again. But go out there. Treat yourself. How about Odenkirk? He's having a hard time. <laughs> all right we need this movie to open okay so yeah uh we did it thank you to everyone uh who supported the festival uh thank you to everyone who supported us during the festival uh we appreciate it uh we feel good about it i think um overall the uh reports are good people had a good time and there we go randy close it out uh, yeah, as a founding member who then quit the Unnamed Footage <laughs> Festival, I just want to say, yeah, that it was, uh, it was great, created a great sense of, uh, community, and, uh, it was a great event, and congrats. Great. I, I forgot you did that. See you next week.